0: Hello and welcome to Dialogue, the DiaPoint podcast. I'm your host, Pam Durant. Welcome back to another episode of Dialogue, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Pamela Durant or Pam Durant. I am the founder and managing director of DiaPoint and the host of this podcast. I started DiaPoint around 2016 when i left the corporate world to focus on supporting people in their health wellness and diabetes full time my son was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when he was 20 months old and that took me down a very interesting journey because i had always worked in healthcare and i thought i was a healthcare expert because that's what everyone told me and i had a certain expertise in strategy and quality management and some other areas, and I was hired to do those things. But I'm sure if you're out there listening and you have someone in your family with a chronic condition, you know that you become the expert on you or on that condition when you're having to care for it all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It is very challenging. And that's what led me to realize that I wanted to support people on this journey so that they wouldn't have the challenges and struggles that I did. So as most of you know, earlier this week, as I'm recording this episode, two days ago, it was International Women's Day that is celebrated around the world to support women, empower more women help women in maybe underdeveloped areas where they have no rights, or maybe in developed countries to support women to break through glass ceilings and achieve even bigger and better things than we're already doing. And I was honored to be a part of a conference here in Dubai called the WE Convention, the Women's Empowerment Convention, And it was amazing. It was organized by the Women's Empowerment Council. It was in the Dubai Opera. And it had many beautiful women speaking. It it was such an amazing, uplifting event. I enjoyed every minute of it. And not because I was a speaker there, but because I truly enjoyed listening to all of these women share their stories, share what they did and the struggles and challenges that they faced to get there. Well, I didn't enjoy that part for them. I enjoyed seeing them overcome it because the stories that they shared were truly shocking, like jaw dropping, shocking when it's 2023 and people are still facing some of these things, you know, in, in recent years. And that brings me to another point that I often have mixed feelings about these kind of days. Like, Women's Women's Day, uh, you see a lot of people on social media, a lot of companies, and it's kind of like a tick on the box and Yay, women! And then they just go back to doing things the way they've always done it the next day. And sometimes I honestly feel that same way about World Diabetes Day, which is in November, or World Diabetes Month, Diabetes Awareness Month, because people who live with diabetes, it's every year all year, every day, 24 hours a day, sometimes it feels like 30 hours a day, it's so demanding. And there's nothing wrong with either of these days and observing them. But I'm, I'm truly happy they get recognition. And I think there are a lot of movements that have gone beyond awareness. But now we need to go deeper into education and a lot of other things. Because it feels like both of these Women's Day and sometimes Diabetes Day are forgotten after their day. While I was at this conference to talk about why women make great entrepreneurs, the part that really moved me was after my presentation, a woman came up to me immediately before I could even get the microphone off and hand it to the next speaker. And she gave me the biggest hug. She introduced herself and then she proceeded to share her diabetes journey with me, which was not an easy one and very challenging. And she had to hurry off and go somewhere. But in those few seconds, she shared so much with me. And that reminded me that we need to keep talking about diabetes every day. We need to talk about women's empowerment every day, too. But we need to continue to talk about diabetes every day and support people that have diabetes. That hug and the stories that I heard at the convention last week only validated what I already know to be true, is that we shouldn't offer our support just one day a year. We really need to ask ourselves daily, what did we do to support someone else? It doesn't have to be hundreds of people. It can be even one person. Just helping one person can make a difference. Is our work empowering others? And are we lifting others up? If we're not, then maybe it's time to reevaluate. Because when we start empowering others and lift them up, that's really where the magic happens. And today's episode, I went back and I found some some files where I went through a lot of support messages and questions and different questions I've been asked over the years From about the social aspects or sometimes the psychological aspects of diabetes. Either questions people have asked me how to answer certain questions or questions that I've been asked and how I responded to them. And hopefully that will give you some insight to how to deal with those because those questions are really hard. You don't always have the answer. You don't always know the answers. And if you're dealing with a new diagnosis, sometimes the good intentioned questions can be challenging. And sometimes the ridiculous questions are uh, all the time, the ridiculous questions are challenging. And we have to figure out how to answer those. So I hope that these are not all in in throughout your your journey with diabetes or any chronic condition or your health and wellness, you're always going to get questions. This isn't going to help you answer every single question that you'll get. But It will give you some ideas of how you can go about answering certain things and maybe some of the questions that you've been asked before. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for joining. Hi, everyone, and welcome to my home office. I am Pam Durant, the founder and managing director of DivePoint ME, the place for people touched by diabetes. I've been managing type 1 diabetes in my son Since he was 20 months old, he's now a teenager. And I learned a lot about diabetes on the way. And a few years ago, several years ago, actually, I left the corporate world where I was working as a healthcare manager to start supporting people with diabetes through various different ways. So one thing that I decided to do this year is I often get asked so many questions. And it's very normal when someone has a new diagnosis, And you're not sure what to do, how to do it, how to manage it, how to do all the things. And I'm not here to give you medical advice. You should please follow up with anything I say with your doctor if you have any questions. But because I've been doing this a while and I'm aware of what's happening in the world and the research and everything with diabetes, I want to share some basic information if you are newly diagnosed or you have a child that's newly diagnosed with diabetes that might be helpful. So first question almost always is, if I'm diagnosed with diabetes, can I have a normal lifestyle? Can I continue to do all the things that I love? Or if my child has been diagnosed with diabetes, can they continue to do all the things that they love? And the answer is yes, they absolutely can. If you have type 1 diabetes, that is the result of something happening in your body that's causing your pancreas to no longer work. So you do need to make some adjustments, some changes, stop in, check with your blood sugars and different things like this, but absolutely no reason should it stop you from doing anything. If you're maybe diagnosed with prediabetes or type two diabetes, are there some things that you could do differently? There might be, maybe it depends on what your doctor has said to you about your insulin resistance, Um, making healthy choices, living a healthy lifestyle, exercising more, all of these things help blood sugar. And if you have type one diabetes as well, you will also notice that if you're living a healthy lifestyle, you will have better outcomes. The way that you have to manage things might be slightly different than someone with type two. However, the bottom line is diabetes should not stop anyone from doing anything. The next question I often get is after a diagnosis, is should I travel? Someone might have some plans to travel for a summer holiday or something else. And then when diabetes comes in the picture, they're often terrified to do that. You should absolutely travel. Definitely do it. I was very nervous, of course, the first few times that I traveled. But with the proper planning, the proper uh, preparations, making sure you have all your medications, speaking with your doctor about anything you need making sure you have enough supplies and all of those things, you can have a wonderful holiday with diabetes, just as wonderful as if you didn't. And there is no shame in having it. And you should absolutely travel if you love traveling. Don't ever stop doing it. You can actually find a free travel guide on the Diapoint website that might give you some more insight to some more detailed travel questions. Managing social situations. This can be so tricky because people are curious. People have a lot of misconceptions about diabetes and they're not really sure what to do or they're not sure what to ask or what to say sometimes. If you or your child has diabetes, however, please don't stop being social. Um, Children, it's especially important that they continue to carry on their life as normal and be social and hang out with their friends and do things like this. And for adults as well, we need social interaction and contact um, if your doctor's asked you to make some lifestyle changes or things like this, and you're afraid to go to dinner, please don't be. It's so important that you learn how to live a healthy lifestyle and get out there and be social and continue to do what you love. Do not let diabetes stop you from being social. Should my child go to school? I get asked this sometimes. Some people get really terrified after a type 1 diagnosis. I know I was really worried and scared. It was tricky. And also the school nurse. Thankfully, uh, my son had a school nurse that was supportive and helpful. However, it didn't stop him from going to school. So I highly recommend sending your child to school. Work closely with the school health office and your teachers, your doctor, and everyone involved to make sure life goes on as usual. Um, here at Diapoint. And you'll see we have a, a course about managing type one in schools, if you'd like to learn more about that. And now a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Diapoint Coaching and Training. We offer different coaching packages to meet your different needs, whether it's a quick start health coaching package, or maybe a three month coaching transformation that you're in need of, we can support you. We also offer some personalized health evaluations, diabetes doula consultations, and more. Please visit thediapointshop.com and visit our coaching and wellness page to learn more. If you're still not sure, sign up for a free discovery call, and we can talk more about what you're looking for, what your needs are, and about how coaching might support you. And it's free. Now back to the show. Should I let my child participate in Halloween if they have type 1 diabetes? Of course they should. Or even any other festival or party or or social event or tradition. It's so important that they feel the same socially and psychologically. And just like everything else, we don't want diabetes to stop them from doing this. Should I tell my friends or people I work with? That's probably up to you. Maybe on a need-to-know basis, you may not feel like telling everyone and having to explain all the time, or maybe you want to advocate if you, if you have diabetes and you want to educate people and share that, and that is okay too. But for example, if you're an adult at work, if you're facing challenges because you have diabetes, then please, please inform your HR department um, if you have a child at school facing issues then please tell the teacher or escalate that to a principal. No one should face bullying or discrimination because they have diabetes. But who you choose to tell is up to you and on a maybe a need-to-know basis. When people ask questions, how should I answer? So maybe you didn't tell so many people about it, but maybe some people are curious and they came to you and they ask questions. And again, that is up to you you can choose to maybe advocate for yourself or advocate for other people with diabetes, depending on what the question is. You can make it an educational moment. I would do that sometimes as my um, son's mom, if people would ask questions and sometimes I got some really crazy questions and I would try to step back, take a deep breath and remind myself that people really don't understand diabetes. So I take a deep breath and make it an educational moment sometimes and sometimes I would just choose not to answer at all if the question was extremely absurd or maybe I didn't have the time to really explain it and unpack everything. So it really depends. It's up to you because it's your body, it's your diabetes, how much you choose to share and answer, is up to you. When to seek therapy. This is a difficult question because one, everyone is different. No two people with diabetes are alike. No two people without diabetes are alike. We all from time to time face challenges in our life where we feel we might need some extra help in the form of maybe psychotherapy or support groups or other things like that. So as an adult, if you feel challenged by diabetes, you just don't know where to maybe put everything, you're finding it really difficult to manage, maybe you're having burnout, then that could be a good time to go seek um, the support of a therapist. And it's also something that you could ask your doctor. The same thing goes for children Um, as the parent of a child. If you see your child struggling to maybe accept their um, new condition or maybe they're challenged in certain social situations or things like that, then you may want to also seek the help of a professional. And also, if you're the parent of a child with diabetes or a chronic condition, it can be all consuming, overwhelming you can feel really upset and angry. And sometimes it's also good to get support to understand where to put those emotions as well. So never be afraid to reach out for help. Should you need it? This was a very brief of the most common uh, psychological social questions that I get asked about diabetes on new diagnosis. So please reach out if you have any questions. Thank you all. Once again for joining, I really appreciate your support And I appreciate you coming back here every week to listen to the podcast. If you like what you heard or you enjoy an episode, please share it with someone or go leave us a review if you enjoyed it. I really appreciate that. And that helps us so that we can continue to help you and others learn more about health, wellness, and diabetes. If you need some support in your health and wellness, please visit diapointshop.com and we have a coaching section there where we can certainly help you with that and we also have some beautiful products and accessories to support you in your health and wellness thank you so much for joining